Welcome to Jersey Guy Sports, your sports talk home for the Yankees, Giants, Rangers, and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, and I'm your host, Don. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to be discussing the Rams' Super Bowl victory and the need to better legislate interference and how instant replay is killing sports. Let's go ahead and get started. On Sunday, the Rams beat the Bengals 23-20 in the Super Bowl. It was a game that was very defensive, and I'm not going to talk much about the details of the game or the strategies, but there are a few points that I want to make. A late drive by the Rams won the game, though in my opinion the NFL has a black eye again, and again it's about interference calls. And on the last drive, there were a couple of interference calls against the Bengals and defensive holdings. It's the first call that I want to discuss. The Rams were driving. They were down 20 to 16 late in the fourth quarter. They had a third and eight, a third down from the Bengals eight yard line. There was an incomplete pass. And that would have set up a fourth and goal from the eight where the Rams would have likely had to settle for a field goal and been down by one. And then they would have kicked the ball off and try to stop the Bengals and use their timeouts. There was only a minute 47 left in the game. But instead of that scenario, a flag was thrown on the Cincinnati linebacker for defensive holding. And admittedly, I'm lumping in defensive holding with interference for my argument here, even though they're different infractions. Anyway, the questionable flag gave the Rams a first and goal at the three. And they went on to score the touchdown and win the game. It was a puzzling call with the way that the NFL calls interference or defensive holdings in 2022. But I'll tell you what, the NFL has brought this on themselves. This insane ambiguity of interference calls nowadays is maddening. And it's also 100% the fault of the NFL and how the NFL wants, or more precisely doesn't want, interference called nowadays. 100% the fault of the NFL. Years ago, in the NFL, the interference rule was very simple. Defensive backs were not allowed to touch receivers, especially when the ball was in the air. If the pass was in the air, the defender made contact with the receiver, it was interference. Plain and simple. There was almost no ambiguity, and there were rarely any complaints about it. Then starting about hmm, 10 or 15 years ago, little by little, the NFL decided to change what it's allowing the umpires and refs to call when covering, you know, what the defensive backs can do when they're actually covering receivers. And subsequently, the NFL has changed how much one can grab or impede receivers, you know, to varying degrees since that time. However, all of the changes in the last 10 or 15 years still allow the defensive backs to grab or hold receivers to some degree without getting called for a penalty. The degrees have varied, but still. So now the referees need to make judgments on how much of a hold actually occurred. The refs have to assess degrees of contact or holding. How much did this holding or contact actually impede the receiver and shit like that? The result of this ridiculous rule has led to confusion, debate, general uncertainty about what really is and is not interference. It also leads to defensive backs grabbing more and more to just to, to see what they can get away with, right? So if you're telling me as a defensive back, hey, you could now hold and grab some, I'm going to try to do it more and more and more until I get called for it, right? So it, it leads to terrible football play. If you look at any wide receiver going out for a pass and watch any defensive back covering him, almost every single time the defensive back is grabbing, impeding, getting in the way, 
And it sucks. This is not the way it's supposed to be. It goes on and on and on every single year since they changed the rule, and it gets worse and worse. And the new rule never made any sense anyway. You know, when the ball's in the air, the defensive back should not be able to touch or grab the receiver. Period. Make a play on the damn ball. Intercept the ball. Deflect the ball. You know, do one of those things. You shouldn't be allowed to grab, hold, impede the receiver or grab the receiver's arm. But in 2022, they are allowed. As long as you don't make too much contact in the eyes of the ref, it's just, I don't know, it's a ridiculously confusing rule that just seems to drive the game down in the dirt. It drives drives me batshit. Now, I don't mean for this to come off as, you know, back in my day or, you know, get off my lawn kind of comment. But you, you know what? The truth is the truth. Almost no one had complaints about interference until about 15 years ago. Now you're lucky if you can get through one or two quarters of an NFL game with some without some interference flag being thrown or some flag not being thrown that should have been thrown, which inevitably is then followed by some controversy, some kind of complaint, and it doesn't need to be this way. But the NFL seems to think this is what they need to allow now. The whole let them play horseshit is ruining the passing game. And Sunday, in my opinion, it bit the NFL right in their friggin' ass during the Super Bowl. A dubious penalty flag pretty much won the game for the Rams and won the Super Bowl because of a, a questionable penalty, you know, interference, defensive holding, penalty flag. Other thoughts on the game. Cincinnati's last offensive play, if you guys watch the Super Bowl, right? Cincinnati was down 23-20 after that touchdown was scored late. It was fourth down, under a minute left, as Burrow, the quarterback of Cincinnati, was being taken down as he's being taken down and threw a desperation pass, you know, towards his running back, and it fell incomplete somewhere near the running back. And I was thinking to myself as it landed, because it wasn't that far from from the running back, would it have killed the Cincinnati running back to actually lay out an attempt to catch that? I mean, it's the end of the friggin' Super Bowl, for Christ's sake. You gotta lay out and try there. I mean, what the, what the frig was he thinking? I mean, can we get a little effort here? The ball seemed to land maybe, I don't know two, three feet away from where the running back was, and he, like, bent over slightly in attempting to go for the ball. That's it. The whole end of the game of the Super Bowl just depended on that play. You know, no need to dive or anything. I mean, come on. Lay out. Dive for the ball, dude. Last comment on the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. got hurt. Boo friggin' who is what I got to say as a Giants fan. When OBJ got hurt during the Super Bowl, Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels, who are the announcer and commentator, made it seem so dramatic and sad as if all the fans should be so upset for OBJ. And if you're a Giants fan, or probably even a Cleveland Browns fan, you know what a drama queen Beckham is and what a jerk and a generally a toxic person he is to be around. So the announcers, you know, attempt to try to elicit the sympathy for this idiot and their attempts fell on deaf ears at least for me i mean read the room here chris cry me a river i i couldn't give two shits about obj getting hurt uh last thought you know i think burrow and the bengals are going to be a strong team for years um this loss has got to be a bitter pill for that team to swallow but he's young they're young i think the bengals are going to be strong for a long time so good luck to them so i have a lot to say about instant replay in sports before I start, I realize that this may come out as one of those back-in-my-day rants, but as I said a minute ago, sometimes the truth is the truth. Instant replay 
over the last 10 to 20 years has become more and more prevalent in sports. And in my opinion, instant replay has become the bane of my existence when I'm watching these damn shows nowadays. It was first introduced sporadically. We're just going to review this, then maybe that. Then over time, instant replays made its way into almost every crevice of major sports. It's a big part of football, baseball, basketball, and hockey now. And it sucks. Instant replay takes so much excitement out of the game. It's insane. Over time, there seems to be some unwritten implication that, of course, we must try to get every call correct, as if that's all that matters. There's no other considerations that anyone should even be consider. Little things like, you know, how enjoyable the game is to play and to watch, you know, those little tiny things. Don't even consider those. So many times we're forced to Stop all the action, right? And you got to wait two, three, five, nine minutes, right? While we watch the refs looking into a monitor. Uh, oftentimes, we're listening to some talking heads evaluate the replay in ultra slow motion. And then what happens over, and it, this happens over and over during games, right? There's so many bad things that can result from instant replay. And I want to talk about each one of them. So number one bad thing about instant replay. Many times, having a long stoppage for replay review, you know, it kills the momentum of these games. And more importantly, it kills the momentum of the team that's doing well at that moment, right? So for example, let's see, a football team is driving down the field, getting big chunks of yards, they're confusing the defense, and all of a sudden there's a replay review. So now the crowd goes silent for seven minutes, players are standing around, coaches are standing around, the refs are looking in a monitor. Uh, the opposing coach now has seven minutes to change his strategy and counter any momentum that the offensive team had. I mean, many times the call on the field stands anyway. So there was nothing that changed except for a long stoppage, boring TV, and a free seven-minute timeout for the team that was on its heels. It's friggin' ridiculous, and it needs to stop. The argument against this point is always the same. We have to get the call right. Do we, though? Really? I mean, at what cost? So that's number one, right? It kills momentum. Number two, replay makes the game way more boring. And in some cases, like baseball, by a large margin. I mean, baseball is already bleeding viewers over the years, right? For several reasons. I don't want, don't want to go into detail here. Namely, they're already snail-like pace of play, you know, which I do want to go into, I think, on a separate podcast, but not now. But baseball is bleeding viewers. So making baseball even slower by replaying every single freaking play is mind-numbing. It's unnecessary, and it makes games longer and way more boring. Ooh, he was out of first. Not safe. Well, geez, that's the end of the world. We have to get it right, right? That's the argument. We have to. Again, do we? Okay, so the third thing that's horrible for replay, the replay has the potential to utterly ruin dramatic ending to games, right? So, this is true for baseball and basketball, but it's certainly true for hockey and football, too. And I'll take baseball as an example again. So say it's the bottom of the ninth. There's a runner on second base with two outs. You know, maybe it's a tie game. Maybe it's even the playoffs or the World Series, right? Say it's game seven, right? The score wins the World Series. The batter gets a hit. The runner rounds third, scores on a very close play at the plate, right? The team walks off and wins the World Series. They're streaming out of the dugout, jumping on each other. Fans are rushing the field. There's confetti everywhere. People are cheering. Oh, but wait, the other team is challenging the call. So now instead of having an iconic moment, you just won the World Series. Players stop celebrating. 
The fans sit down. The camera focuses on an umpire trying to re talking to, to replay officials in, in New York or somewhere. They're taking 10 minutes to review the close play. You know, maybe they say, yeah, he was safe just as it was called on the field. Then, and only then, can players actually, and fans too, actually celebrate. So a potentially iconic, tremendous celebratory moment is easily ruined forever by just waiting around and draining all the excitement out out of what should be pure joy. And this is just one example, but you can imagine many other ends of games or even in other sports where no players or fans can celebrate for 5, 10, 12 minutes because we're forced to watch this horseshit instant replay. I mean, cue the opposing argument, but they have to get it right. Again, my response is, do they? I mean, so to summarize, right? Number one, replay kills the momentum of games, and especially the team that's currently doing well as everyone stops and waits around. Number two, replay makes the game way more friggin' boring. And number three, replay has the potential to forever ruin dramatic moments in the game. And not just the endings, too, but other dramatic moments. And so to let me address the counterpoint that's always brought up, you know, that we we have to get the call right, this idiocy. Of course, we'd want to get the call right. Of course we do. But I'm sorry. Before there was instant replay, you know, 15, 20 years ago, there were bad calls. And you know what? Miraculously, we seem to get by just fine somehow. Shocking. Incredibly, without instant replay, sports managed to be very, very exciting, way less controversial, uh, less boring, and generally way more interesting without any instant replay. Now, if you go back 20 years or more, I'm sure there's the odd bad call that people will point to, but come on. The fact that they're so rare and irrelevant that it it's hard to think of them as anything but, you know, pure one-offs. And that in itself is evidence that the game is just flat out better with instant replay. My vote, get rid of the damn thing and move on. And I want to thank you for listening to Jersey Guy Sports. Please tell your friends all about it and subscribe to the podcast. I'll be back soon with more sports talk. Thanks and have a good day.